Collins is next. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Fun Point, a podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Boo! Whoa! No, it's November 1st when you hear this, probably. Yeah, it's the spooky day happened. It's, You're listening to this an hour in the past. Ooh, happy oh. Spacky Day. Happy Spacky Day, sixth grade student. <laughs> <laughs> Like 12 Anyways. people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, I'm a star man waiting in the sky. We're doing f- famous Starman album. We're doing David Bowie today, uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Uh, <laughs> it's the funny JoJo album, and I am not wearing my uh, Guido Mista Four is Bad Luck shirt as we record. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not wearing my Quentin Flowers Tampa Bay Vipers football uniform for Halloween. I'm not wearing my Joe Exotic costume. We're all doing mm-hmm. that. If you haven't picked up yet, it's what Halloween, it- and we're going to be celebrating by doing this bro i'm so fucking mad that i couldn't do a combination halloween costume this year where i'm joker exotic that would have been so good that would have killed whatever contest you were in yeah i i i hate um bruce baskin yeah you want to know how i got these cats Well, there it is. You just gotta watch. You gotta watch Tiger King on Netflix. The judges have confirmed touchdown score. That's a touchdown, (laughs) folks. That's a touchdown. Put the arms up. Put the Uh, arms up. Well, you were watching Joker, uh, whatever your cost, Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were watching Joe Tiger King on on Netman. I was creating in the court of the Crimson King. Mm Hmm. Uh. The 1969 progressive rock album. 21st that I made. century Tiger King. Um, what? What did you think of it? I kind of get Prague. Oh, okay. Let's go. Here's okay. So I think this, this to me, it it still took a while in the way that Prague mm-hmm. usually does for me. Like it's not something that I can sit down and just sort of dry enjoy. Because, like, the sparseness gets boring to me. But if I'm, mm-hmm. like, like this, uh, like, a couple days ago, I was just, like, cooking, by which I mean, like, heating up Stouffer's macaroni and cheese in the kitchen. Let Brooks cook. Mm-hmm. Let me cook. And I was, like, you know, taking out the trash and stuff. And it was, like, perfect for that. Yeah. It's the, it's the podcasts of music. Where it's, like, if I'm, if I'm exactly. doing something, like, sort of tedious and, like, depressing, <laughs> like, cooking, uh-huh. then, like, then it really, like, it hit me perfectly. Yeah, exactly what you needed to just kind of pl- play in the background as you read the back of the box of the macaroni. Yeah. Uh, you say, damn, out. 75 minutes, but it's just one serving. Fuck. <laughs> A lasagna for one, huh? Yeah, it's that It's that classic YouTube video where the guy is explaining how to make nachos in the microwave for like eight minutes and there's very sad music <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, you put a fucking can of tomatoes in with a brick <laughs> of cheese and like let it rip. Yeah, that's exactly, it's the perfect album for that. I liked it. Uh, King Crimson, so I am not an expert on King Crimson, but I know this album because even back many, many years ago when I was a teenager and I went on a uh, specific image board that no longer we talk about, I feel like I I've, saw two yeah, uh, <laughs> on, the, on the music board, which I occasionally dipped into just to see what people were up to. There were two albums that I always saw and one was um, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Right. And the other was this one. 
And right. I this remember feels like being that. and I remember being thirteen and I said, I gotta give that nasty looking album a try and I said, I don't think so. But now that I'm um old and wise, I listened to it and I said, This is good actually. Right. That you go on an image board and they say, Here's two albums and they're both about why specific wars are bad and Mm-hmm. Uh, one covered World War Two and one covered Vietnam and the Cold War, and that's this mm-hmm. one. It would have been really sick if it was like, okay, track two, I talk to the wind. Track three, fortunate son. Like, wait. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, I was thinking that a lot about listening to this album that like, they really need to let fortunate son rest and like use some of this on like the, the Vietnam War montages. Yeah, yeah, as the, there's like, you know, the, the helicopter just like dropping napalm, just, down and out, down and out, down and out, out, like, let's get some of that in there. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm glad you, you've, if you had to rank, so you've listened to three prog heavyweights, titans of the genre. You have, uh, 2112. You yes. have Close to, Close to the Edge, and now you have In the Court of the Crimson King. Mars Volta is not Prague. I, I'm talking about like ancient Prague. Okay, okay, that was um, um, the 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 Prague champs, if you will. Even though uh, uh, 2112 was released like 20 years after this, it's still ancient, right? Um, because uh, 1980 whatever isn't like 20 years ago anymore, so that's and, that's ancient to me. And Rime of the Ancient Mariner and Mariner is also not Prague. It is Prague, but it was just one song. Right, the whole album wasn't Prague. That's right. Yeah. So what what's your if your three? Of 2112, Crimson King, and uh, Close to the Edge. If you had to rank them right now. Maybe it'll change at the end of the episode. <laughs> I I kind of feel like this is probably my one. Ooh, okay. I like it. Um, And the thing about... I think under that might be 2112 and then Close to the Edge. And mm-hmm. it's not that I don't like 21... Or it's not that I don't like Close to the Edge, but like I remember the least of it. That, that's what I remember, exactly. and I remember there's a song called, like, Siberian Catcheroo, but I don't remember how it sounds. Uh, yeah. So probably if we had listened to, like, Close to the Edge and we listened to Crimson King, like, ten years ago, I probably would, like, have reversed the order, but that's just how I'm feeling. Where, okay, are, you, where well, are you at? Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like, um, they're all, like, it, it's so hard, because they all have that one, the one song that's, right, like, this yeah. is the song of the album, right? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's like, it's very like ranking the metal gears to me because depending on the day, right. Uh, I could have any of them. I feel like just based on the, uh, lyrical qualities, 2112 is probably in third. Yeah. Uh, and I might go, yeah, I might go Crimson King close to the edge, 2112. Yeah. Because in my opinion, the rest of 2112 isn't as strong as the rest of the other ones. Um, to the yes likers, I will first mark that the only one of these three that I have on vinyl is close to the edge. So I do like it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I also what I'm thinking, and this might be like when in five grams of iron, I said, man, I hate it when shonen animes do the thing about loving your friends. Like, <laughs> but I really hate, like my least favorite part of any prog album is when they just do like Bambi Disney nature sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, but I also, feel, I feel I mean, like more- yes did that a lot. Yes, did that a lot. There is that on here too, but I feel like Which that's kind of like a that that's probably like a boomer thing because remember the Mars Volta is also prog and they they had they had sounds that were like getting your hair cut underwater. Yeah, but so, it was it was mostly just like a dog doing a backflip off of a skyscraper and he's a doctor or whatever and it's like and that's that's, that's that, a lot I can think about. That's sick. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's get started. Twenty first century schizoid man. 
this is this is the song that we all knew, but we we didn't know we knew it's, it because it of said, our good friend it, Kanye. It says, "Don't worry, Brooks. This whole song is in walkie-talkie voice. You're gonna love it." I was about to ask, how are you? How are you feeling that? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it because you know okay. it's, it's, it's it's the Kanye sentence, and we love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I didn't realize it was going to be all that, you know, on this one. Uh huh. I kind of when I first recommended it, I was like, "Oh, it's good, and I like it." But I forgot I was tricking you into a bunch of uh, songs where there's like two minutes of vocals and then they just go nutty for a while. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I prefer the the vocal sections. I fi- I'm finding. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I'm kind of finding out about myself is I kind of I kind of I think I might have like a boomer node. Okay, I mean we all do to, to, in some aspects, right? And let me be specific about what I mean by that. Okay, <laughs> because like. I, and part of this is because, like, you know, the hegemony folks, like, it's, it's, we've grown up, like, under everybody telling us that, like, damn, the 60s, that's, that's where it all happened. But, like, I, I think it's cooler when, like, people from the 60s are, like, being, like, fuck Spiro Agnew, like yeah. they are in this one, then, like, if this, if, like, I don't know, the, the Mars Volta put out the fuck Mike Pence album, because mm-hmm. like yeah. with that it's like it's that's like yeah fuck him but like mm-hmm. but like come on play play me some like tunes that are saying something new just my my first you know my reactionary take to that is i think it's ba- it's like obviously the same thing but now it's like anyone can go on twitter and say that whereas like in the 60s right when there were like really, four famous people yeah you really had to seek that shit out right know? that's a good so, point uh-huh maybe that has something to do with it yeah um I do like the, we do have the, you know, big extended, uh, like, jazz break or whatever in this. Uh, two things about it. One is, I think we mentioned Bob Dylan was, like, what, 1965? Yeah. This is the funny year of 1969, summer of 69, nice. Um, oh, and that would make sense because they were just finding out about the moon that year. Yeah, they just realized what it was. Um, if I was, if I heard this in 1969, I would lose my fucking mind like if i just put down like highway 61 i was like oh let's check out what's going on here <laughs> like oh, where do you want this killing done and then you go right over to this one yeah um yeah it's just it's the fucking the goat from the lion the witch and the wardrobe like being chased by a tank that's the entire album i was i was the the best part about the huge like weird uh like extended jazz blues rock break is i the whole thing makes me feel like i'm about to be murdered yeah it's but it, like, it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like scooby-doo and the gang like getting chased around las vegas in the middle of the song especially when it's like Da-da-da-da-da. yeah it's like i see like velma's head sticking out from like a fucking slot machine and shit like a, uh-huh. it, it becomes a little zoot suit riot during the mirrors part i i, I quite like that there's so many instruments on a real um gogo bordello style listing of um instruments you got like flutes you got saxophones you got fucking mellotrons um yeah it 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 does make me feel like i'm about to die but in in a really cool way yeah I would be incredibly afraid of this music if I were a boomer in the 60s. Like, I mean, I, just look look at the album. Right. And also, like, if I, like, went over to my friend's house to, like, uh, smoke dirt, grass, and seeds mm-hmm. and stems um, mm-hmm. with with uh, my friend Boomer Eddie, um, mm-hmm. I would, like, I would, I think I would, like, be afraid of you as a person. 
<laughs> yeah. Because again, there were like four bands. So like, exactly. It was, it you're was either listening to, to Mick Jagger going like fucking, I'll never be your beast of burden. And then you go over to this. It's so fucked up. And I think it was some. I I saw something that was like, oh, the uh, King Crimson gained popularity after like opening for the Rolling Stones. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna see Mick Jagger, baby. Yeah, I I can't get no fucking satisfaction, bro. And then this shit. (laughs) Like, you get eight guys on the stage with fucking saxophones and. Oh man, um, it's pretty good. It. I shout out to let's uh. Our, eventually, our friend who we know from JoJo, Bill Bruford, would join the band. Oh, yeah. But shout out to uh, Michael Giles on the drums. He is fucking going off on this one. Right, yeah. Like, this is what I imagined the movie Whiplash to be. Yeah, this is uh, a, a young Keith Moon spitting out his cereal after listening to this for yeah. the first time. <laughs> yeah, he will never play the exact notes as the saxophone. <laughs> I'm also I'm also quite enjoying uh, over the last two weeks I've I've quite enjoyed just like Kanye sitting down and listening to this album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like uh I I really do want to know the story about how he like Kanye's relationship to the song. Right. Cuz if it was me if I was a music artist, I I this is why I don't think I would be a good one. Is because I know I'm, I can't just hear something and be like that sounds good. I'm going to make a sample about it. I'd be like, it needs to be special to me, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like I can't just hear something and be like that sounds sick. Put it in my song. Right. He was he was right about that. And uh, see, if I were a music man, I mm-hmm. would definitely I would be very um, I would make sure to all, like go to rate your music and I would listen to all top 500 albums so that I wouldn't be like. It's like how in grad school, it's like you have a lot of anxiety over like, fuck, I don't know what uh, Altusser, uh was was talking about. And then it's like, whoa, you you call yourself a social science person and you can't remember what Louis Althusser was all about? Like yeah, in the exactly. same way, if I were Kanye, it would be like, I got to know what King Crimson is about because this one's rated very highly on the rating website. Uh-huh. And I yeah. want to be a music man that yeah, people exactly. respect. I need to watch every... Um adam sandler movie and put it on my letterbox so we really know which one is is the best did you do hubie halloween yet i don't remember uh you watched the first like seven minutes of it and i couldn't take it anymore that's fine um, and kim got i think kim continued but got like 15 minutes in and paused it and then just never went back to it yeah that's that's about right um yeah i think it was it was when ray liotta called him like poopy or something yeah i'm just um, i'm tired of ray liotta dude i okay good fellows great film had enough of your shit yeah um hmm Anyway, I did find out that Greg Lake, funny name, who mm-hmm. who sang and played bass on the first few King Crimson albums, uh, loved um, the song Power because I went over to the Power Genius and read about it a little bit. And mm-hmm. he he would open his shows with Power playing over the PA and then go into 21st Century Schizoid Man, which is pretty sick. That's so fucking good. It's pretty fucking sick. I love that. Um, <laughs> I I like clicking on the anytime there's an instrumental. In a song, I like clicking on the genius annotations just to see what people say about it. Yeah, if it's just like the gif of Jeff Gersman dancing. Yeah, so uh, this one, it says for the, like, the the outro, uh, becomes ca- faster and more chaotic, culminating in a screaming crescendo, crescendo from the saxophone and guitar, parentheses, played by Robert Fripp. So I like to interpret that as he's playing both at the same time. Right. Um, and then the uh, one upvote from Penny Wisdom five months ago. Sounds like screaming to me. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, that's me. 
um, it does whip ass. Like, it is... A, a, a few of the other ones, I can be like, okay, let's get on with it. But this, at least this song, this is, you know, the Eddie Beats per minute I need. There's no there's no time signature in it, but they're playing a lot of shit. Right. And that's how I know it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, if somebody was playing this song on rock band drums in the room next to you, you would be going completely, like... I would absolutely pog, pog mode over them hitting <laughs> hitting all the notes, yeah. Um, my last thing about, like, sort of what the song is about is it does feel a little bit bad that boomer grandpas were yelling about how the arts were getting defunded. They were like, damn, the poets are starving and the children are bleeding. Damn, I hate 1969. Damn, Hope it improves soon. Th- things will get better eventually. People will listen to Dwight Eisenhower, who I assume is still alive in 1969 when he says military-industrial complex bad. The- yeah. Well, well, we'll Greg see Lake said, "Still lots of I, I'm uh, scrolling down the comments, which we have to check in with. Three years ago, from Mecca one one zero one, this is good shit. I don't know why I hadn't come across this earlier. Great point. Found this, found this hidden gem. Anyone heard of this? <laughs> Only sixties kids know this. Going on Reddit music and posting, y'all heard about this shit, and it's Hoobastank the reason. It's it's uptown funk, and it's it, good." <laughs> Uh, I heard Uptown Funk the other day again. I think it was on, like, my Bluetooth in my car wasn't connecting, so I just put the radio on. And I heard Uptown Funk, and I'm like, it's a good song. Like, yeah. No, I think I've gone on the record on this that, like, Uptown Funk is, like, I heard it, and I was, like, I remember thinking after hearing it, I was like, I'm going to be hearing this song for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if if there's going to be a pop song like that, it might as well be good, and that song is good, so. Fun fact, I listened to that album in its entirety uh, because friend of the show Chris told me it was good. Treasure, fantastic song, great baseline. Do you agree so. with Chris's sort of general? Um, is it, or is it kind of a two-hit wonder? No, it's a good album. Um, okay. I mean, you have the hits on it, which are at the point where it's like I've heard these songs. Like you have that, you have Twenty Four Karat Magic and shit like that that I've heard a million times. Sure, but um, that's a decent, you know, not not a like lasting impact on me. But good album, right. Bruno Mars. Good job, thanks, Bruno. Uh, next up, we have I Talk to the Wind. Uh, this is more what I thought music sounded like in the yeah. 1960s. Say this straight, bad. They got fucking Michael Caine and the ones and twos on this one. What? Why do we, I've why, you, babe, Mr. Why Wayne? Do we, why do we talk to the wind, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> so we could get up again. <laughs> so, so, uh, we have, we have several men here. We have the straight man, which no, he isn't. Uh, we have the late man. And then we have Bob Dylan's Thin Man. Right. Um, and then we have um, Slender Man, who is on Roy's podcast now. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Nightmare and Era. <laughs> shout out Nightmare and Era. <laughs> Gabagool. Um, I, not, unrelated to anything else in the song, but just looking at it lyrically. Take, I'm t- didn't take you on a journey here. The part that's like, much confusion, disillusion. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I saw that, and what popped into my head was, suffocation, no breathing. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know why. Um, Maybe we can get a mashup. Is that, is that, is that Disturbed or Papa Roach, or who is that? It's Papa Roach, Cut My Life Into Pieces. What's fucked up about that song is the, like, r- main riff is fucking good. Oh yeah, listen. There is 
on the Tony Hawk one and two soundtrack, there's a Papa Roach song that takes me out of the Tony Hawk mindset every time. Mm-hmm. Because like most of the songs are just like kind of like fun, like pop rap songs about how like it's fun to be yourself and overcome adversity. And there's like the the chorus of the Papa Roach song on the Tony Hawk soundtrack is literally just like, it's good to kill and die. Like it's <laughs> it's very untony. Sorry to take us off track again, but I just received I have um you know, one of those, like, um, wireless chargers for my phone that I prop it up on. So when we're we're doing content or I'm in, like, um, I'm playing my video games, I can see my phone. And I just got a text, and Kim's at the store, so, I, you know, I keep it up to see, to keep in correspondence. I get a text from, it says, maybe Jan? And I say, I don't know a Jan. Hi, full government name. It's Jan, a volunteer for Joe Biden and Democrats. Yeah, have Election you- is almost here. Yeah, dude, I know. Have you have you been uh is that the first one you've gotten? No, I am so like I am done with electoralism because fucking Bernie gave these people my number. Yeah, like, I think it's kind of yeah, Bernie, I wish you hadn't done that, dude, cuz it's uh-huh. it I'm not kidding, probably four times a day minimum. Like I'm getting texts that just like yeah. Can you do something for Bernie? And it's like, it's not for Bernie. <laughs> I got one the other day that was I had to delete it immediately because I would have said some shit. Yeah. But it was like, hey, what, like, they there had to be, like, five different versions, and I got, the, like, the millennial one. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, are you keeping things on fleek by jo- voting for Joe? <laughs> like, <laughs> God. Yeah, how do you not just send, like, the Bud Dwyer picture back? Yeah, I already fucking did that shit and put it in a box. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I covered it up like my cat after shitting, like... Yeah, like, yeah, it was like when I fucking failed a test and had to get my parents to sign it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dad, can you sign my cringe ballot? Can you, Dad? <laughs> I need you to do voter fraud by signing my cringe ballot <laughs> for the fail candidate. Anyways, um, to get us back on track, I... I I uh I think the song is from written from the perspective of a proctologist and here's why. All right, hit me with it. So, okay, so colonoscopy, we've all been there, we love it. Um mm-hmm. so I'm thinking like the straight man to the late man. Like the straight man is like the person who's like not on like drug. So like isn't mm-hmm. on the anesthetic. So that's like the person doing it. The mm-hmm. late man, um when they hit me with that propofol, propofol I felt <laughs> like I died. So that's yeah. um and uh the like extended flute section yeah is kind of the the feeling you have like, when you wake up from it yeah <laughs> and obviously talking to the wind that's farts but like that we don't need uh-huh. to dwell on that i'm on the outside looking in okay that's the colonoscopy gems. much confused and disillusion is what they said when they like saw all, the, all my stuff in there <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah much confusion so it could be like a rumination on like mortality and how we can't like ascend to divinity and talk to god but also mm-hmm. It could be about, like, the poop surgery. And also, when you were telling me about um, Joseph Robinette Biden, I did Google when uh, were colonoscopies invented. Mm-hmm. 1969. Ooh. When this I album p- came out. Pioneered more than just the realm of music, King Crimson. Right. Great job. Yeah. Uh, if we can take a trip back to the uh, Joanna Newsom album sure i'd be happy to uh there were several songs on there that made me feel like a little beatrix potter rabbit when you and Uh, a meteoroid this one do we get two flute solos in the song which is you know extensive flute work um which i appreciate i felt like a like a 
a fluttering butterfly when I heard these these things. I closed my eyes and I was in a beautiful field where there was still grass and flowers. Mm-hmm. And I said, "God damn, this is this sure is something." Uh, and then and then he just kind of goes off with the last one. I was like, "Hell yes, get it, dude." Yeah, this, um, this is the fucking uh, Daisy Girl Lyndon Johnson ad from the '60s, where it's like a little <laughs> a little baby in a field who's like, "I time to count, time to play the Yoshi game from Super Mario '64 DS and count the flower petals," and then it <laughs> turns into like a nuclear bomb countdown. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like if you don't vote for Lyndon Johnson, I'm going to fucking kill you. And that's yeah. it's a great ad. <laughs> this ad approved by Joseph Robin at Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we love it. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this was the Bambi Disney pan- forest pan flute shit that I was talking about, which, where I'm like, which I, I don't have a, a rational, um, reason, but you know, we're, we're emotional creatures. Facts, uh, don't always care about your feelings. Sure. Because you know, I can't listen to a song unless it's 180 beats per minute. Yeah. But, but after sometimes. 21st century schizo, man, I was like, this is nice. Yeah, I can get with this. Right, because we just finished the Fallout Boy album, which was just balls to the wall fucking for 12 songs. Mm-hmm. It was just constantly uh, yeah. 180 BPM. Mm-hmm. It turned you into Panic Mr. Krabs, and you just need, yeah. you need a cool down every now and then. I needed I needed to just sit in the field of daisies for a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. Um, one quick question, if you can help me out with this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what instrument does Kenny G play? Is this a quiz, or are you asking me? I don't know. Oh, we I, can find out right now. Yeah, I don't know we'll, we'll, who Kenny we'll carry G is me beyond this, JoJo, unfortunately. We'll uh, carry me home this episode. He is a, an American saxophonist. Okay. Because um, it gave me it, the the flute solo here. I hope it's a flute. I think it is. Gave me very Kenny G vibes, right? Mm, um, yeah. Be, and, I, and I was transported back. Not only was I a beautiful butterfly emerging from my chrysalis to the world, I was flashed back. I had a Ratatouille moment. Where I remembered my dad, when he wanted me to go to sleep when I was a baby, he would put Kenny G on, and I would knock the fuck out. <laughs> this shit uh, is fail. I'm going to sleep. Exactly. He he would say, do you want to listen to Kenny G? And I would say, no. And then I would immediately wake up. My my, my beautiful son, it's 9 p.m. Time to turn off your double bass job for yeah. cowboy-style <laughs> hardcore music. Uh, can I, I... I realized this recently. Um, let me look this up. Sorry for all the research, but I, this is it's going to pay off, I promise. Um I ha- I don't know the name of the album, so I have to do kind of a Google uh a Google search to find the album cover, which will be important as I finish this. Okay. This makes it even better. I remember um my dad had one of those big like zipper cases full of CDs in his car when he first got like a CD player in his car and it was the sickest shit. Right. And I just, I must have been like four years old or something. And he must have still had like the actual case in this car because I had this album that I really liked when we would go on long drives and I would call it the horsey music. <laughs> and it was because there was a, a carousel on the front of the album mm-hmm. and I called it the horsey music. And he'd be like, oh, do you want to hear the horse- horsey music? And I'd be like, hell yes, I do. <laughs> Looking, And I was like, this rocks. Like, this is so fucking good. Um, I'm looking back on it now. I did the research, found the, uh, again, took a blast to the past, found the album cover. It is Serious Hits Live by Phil Collins. <laughs> so. Pretty good. A live Phil Collins album. And I was like, this is awesome. I can't get enough of this. Puts yeah. the studio on. I mean, my probably my most played CD around that time in my life was like the Yu-Gi-Oh! CD that you get from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. 
That had some pretty slapper uh, Yu-Gi-Oh songs on it, honestly. Uh-huh. One card short um, still bangs. Yeah. Anyway, that's my <laughs> that's my opinion on I Talk to the Wind, I guess. I agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the horsey music. Yeah, horsey Good music, shit. no doubt. Um, all tracks written by Phil Collins. I'm getting you the, I'm getting you the horsey music on vinyl for Christmas. On vinyl. Now I need, you're gonna, my new thing that I'm gonna get super into is like vinyl and, and record players and stuff, but only to play horsey music Phil Collins. <laughs> uh, next up we have Epitaph. Next up we have Epitaph. Crack I, it open when we crack get it to open. the one. Mm-hmm. Um, sending you a text that's like, bro, I saw Epitaph on your Spotify last played. Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about Dapio. So. Yeah, honestly, it's hard to not think about him, especially on this one. I was just thinking about my good friend. Uh, let's let's tap over to this one. Um, I, I uh, friend of the show K. I won't say accused, but sure. mentioned me saying that this was evil music, which I don't remember doing. Um, I might have felt evil for recommending it to you, in a, in kind of a twisted um, botherations way. Sure, but you like it, so my gambit paid off. Um, but this one is a little bit evil. Yeah, this one's, um, I like this one a lot, actually. Um, mm-hmm. this is one that I, I kept coming back to. Um, because mm-hmm. again, it's, it's moody and grim, but it makes me think of Dapio also, so it's like perfect balance, equivalent exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's about nuclear war and how it's bad and stuff. The wall of Israel. Um, the bass in this, who, who's, oh, Greg Lake again. Go nutty. Um, on the bass for this one, I enjoyed that. Uh, I, I like seeing tabbing over and getting names for, like, the instrumental sections oh, on yeah. Genius, because there's always someone who comments, like, source this. Like, where is this from? <laughs> Why do you know this? Uh-huh. Is that you, Greg? Is that, yeah, Greg? Are you, uh... You know what we we need to invest in? We need to take our Patreon money and buy a Mellotron. So I can know uh, what it is? Yeah, that would be it's, great. So, it's, it's kind of the... I believe... Music instrument heads, do do not at me if I'm wrong about this. Before there were, like, synthesizers, uh, there was the Mellotron, which basically was a piano that had pre-recorded, like, synth-style tapes on it assigned to each key. Right. It is, a, it is an electro-musical uh, mechanical mm-hmm. instrument developed in England in 1963, and it looks sort of like a piano. So I do believe. But so far. rather than having like connecting it to a computer or something, it would play a pre-recorded like, and because it was on a roll of tape, it would like spin around, and that's why it sounds spooky. Oh. So that's what kind of makes it feel a little bit evil. Can we? And that all- was the nature of the the instrument. That's why like everyone used it at the time, probably because they just thought it was cool. But they were now pissed off like, at Richard need- Nixon. Yeah, they're like, we need to be spooky. Let's get a fucking Mellotron in here. Yeah, an automator. I would also <laughs> like to spend the Patreon money on getting a theremin, if that's cool with you. I would love to learn how to play theremin. It's very spooky and cool. One time at a... So, again, you know, this is kind of... I, I In the same way, we're taking another trip here. I'm taking us on another journey. Um, you know, the, the video game Hades is out, and everyone loves it. Yeah. It's a great game. I never think of, um, fuck, what's the studio called? Supergiant Games as, like, one of my favorite studios, but, like, three of their four or five games have been my game of the year. Mm. So, um, that's kind of the same as I don't think of myself as someone who really is into bands that do extended, improvised, 
kind of solo sections. Sure. Uh, but also one time I saw Coheed and Cambria, and as they were playing uh, The Willing Well for the final cut, Claudio did whip out a fucking theremin and went nutty on it. That would be pretty cool. I think he was like playing, he was like yelling into it, and he put the guitar behind his head. It was awesome. When I saw a Neutral Milk Hotel in concert a couple years ago, mm. um, one of the musicians that wasn't Mr. Mangum um, just mm. like brought out a fucking like saw. And just, like, started mm-hmm. jiggling it back and forth mm-hmm. and making, like, the whoop, 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 whoop sounds with it. And it was the coolest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. We're, we gotta get the the fire bucket. We gotta get one of those, like, yeah. metal, like, clothes washing devices. Yeah, in phase two, uh, guitar, drums, that shit's cringe. We're over it. Mm-hmm. We're getting a bit avant-garde in phase two. Yeah. In every way you can imagine. We're gonna do a Kenny G album. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna use those weird little like uh, guys that you you press, and it's just like a little long guy, and it has a mouth, and you click it, and it makes the sound. You know that it goes, guy. Wah. Yeah, that guy. we're gonna we're gonna do albums that have that guy in it. Mm-hmm. It's like the little toy with the, where it has a little T Rex head when you're a little kid. Yeah, yeah, like the little chomper. Yeah, the little chomper guy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for immediately knowing what I was talking about. I didn't of think course. You would. Anyways, verse two, I hate that this is the only kind of analysis that I like ever pick up on, but like verse two is about nutting. Cause, okay, let's let's dig in. Let's take a look. Because it's it, it's okay. So it says between the iron gates of fate, the seeds of time were sown and watered by the deeds of those who known and who are and who are known. Mm-hmm. So iron gates of fate, that's pussy, babe. Uh, yeah, the, the seeds of time are sown. You're sowing your seed. Mm-hmm. Um, like seed is strong. You're sowing your seed so. between two gates. Come on. Um, mm-hmm. Can I can I go beyond that? No, but I would get a, I would get a C oh. in your class for that level of analysis. <laughs> um, we're reading. Uh, Dante's Inferno in my senior class, and he describes a lot of things like structures and and people as standing erect. Mm. And I just really got to struggle through that and just don't make eye contact uh, with yeah, any of my so students. So funny, but yeah, it's really funny. That's how it's, it's the teacher's um, lament. So here's where I I got a little Brooks on here. Mm. Um, don't have anything really to add to this. Just kind of tossing it out as an idea. Uh, the fate of all mankind, I see. Is in the hand of fools. And the next to that, I just wrote Joker's Trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, I guess you need Okay, because the Joker is like a fool, but also he thinks that humanity is fools. Exactly. Yeah, like he, he's the, the fool who, who, sees, who sees the truth. He knows what's really Yeah, going I got tricked because I thought you were going to go like Mankind WWF McFoley. Or, That's another know. one. I thought of that. Yeah. Um, but he's very smart, as we know. Right. Uh, so he, when he he said, "Bet you can't do this on the steel cage, right. <laughs> on this demonic structure <laughs> that looks um, like shit because it's red now." Um, is, is it? Yeah, it's it's huge and red because it, the Mattel toy is huge and red. They said, "Let's take that one like Bray Wyatt or whatever match where you couldn't see inside and make it that forever." Did you know that Bray Wyatt has epic Harley Quinn now? He what? He has an epic Harley Quinn now. Like, he has a Harley Quinn girlfriend? Yeah, Alexa Bliss is, uh, is like, Sister Abigail epic evil now. Oh, that's... <laughs> of course she is! And she wears, of like, course. epic Harley Quinn pigtails, and she, like, smiles and then frowns very quickly. So you and know that she she's evil? Like, does she say, like, smile, hun? And, yeah, like, there's, like, like a... Yeah, Mr. J! Uh, yeah. Which is how... She has, like... It's like how the Fiend has gloves that say hurt and heal, and hers are, like play and pleasure or like or pain and pleasure or some shit like that and it's like that's so, so epic good. 
<laughs> Mine say mean and nice. Yeah, that's how you know. And whichever one I look at means, like, what type of day I'm going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an instrumental thing on this song that where it's like, everybody in the genius is like, in this one, the instruments sound like reloading a gun from the Vietnam War conflict. And I don't hear- That doesn't happen at all. I don't, yeah, I don't hear that, but like, alright. (laughs) Alright, sure. Yeah, um, Christos Grigoriadis says, uh, on Genius, the instrumentation- she was. (laughs) Yeah, she was Christos Grigoriadis. Um, the instrumentation here audibly resembles the sound of a soldier firing and then reloading a weapon. Um, which could refer to, you know, the seemingly endless and mindless killing in the Vietnam War. It sounded like instruments to me, but, um, I yeah, mean, it kind of sounded like, um, but again, I haven't been around gun music. shooting very often besides in Hollywood films. So, you know, mm-hmm. who's to say? Yeah. Guess we'll never know. We'll have to reach out to, uh, Mr. King and find out. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to check in with the Patreon while we're oh, here? Yeah, absolutely. Patreon.com slash Thrones. where if you like, you can donate to us. At $1 a month, you get all of our bonus content, including words and deeds that I do with Brooks, which is about Metal Gear Solid, and we will be finishing up uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 later in November. So the entire epilogue, which is longer than this album, Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to talk about it, and everyone will like it. So look forward to that. Also, uh, you can get all of Carry Me Home that I did with producer Kim, which is about every single Jim Carrey movie that exists. And we didn't leave any out. It's not our dark crime to, you know, seek out anymore. Listen, when you have four to eight years of Jim Biden to look forward to on SNL, mm-hmm. you sometimes Theoretically, you some it'll be... I was gonna come up with a hypothetical in which Trump wins, and then I kind of stopped myself. I just didn't want to explain. I was also like, it would be funny if that happened, but and then they decided they still just, just kept Jim Biden. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Four more years of Alec Baldwin. Oh God. <laughs> He's, it doesn't matter. Like both of them could parody. You know, theoretically, yeah, die yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. They're still gonna have. Um, Alec Baldwin tr- Trump on and he and his Trump impression he'd do it and he'd say hello I am dead and then you'd be like yeah sure that's yeah, what I'm making a great deal across the river sticks and it's so fucking funny it's so funny and then Kate McKinnon is gonna dress up as uh, Amy Comey Barrett and sing fucking like Bro, what if stairway, they did, stairway what if, to heaven what if they did Alec Baldwin Jim Carrey dueling pianos and they oh. play they played Billy Joel Elton John at each other that I'd like to see it. I would like be honest, to that see would Jim Carrey do funny probably... Benny and the Jets. Oh yes, let's go. How, have, it would, it would be like ever... Putin and his pets, and it would be really ha- okay. Funny. Have we ever dug into this one? It's the same thing, but they're like doing like an epic rap battle of history, <laughs> where one of them is uh, Elton John, the other is um, Billy, Billy Jones, and then Jim Carrey as singing Elton John says. Hold me closer, tiny Hansa. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's fucking go, Let's fucking SNL. Go. Also, anyway, <laughs> at $5 a month, you can request an album for us to talk about on Fun Point. Uh, and you get shout outs at the end of episodes, which just to prep you, I think you're going to have to take this week because Patreon locked me out of the account and is saying my password is wrong. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, I probably just forgot what it was. Um, and also at $10 a month, you get all that plus special you just sent us in Discord, and we'll make a monster 
in your vision in Fire Pro Wrestling. Alec Baldwin would, we gotta get back to it. Uh, Speaking of getting back to it, Alec Baldwin would sing Only the Good Die Young and point out how old Joe Biden and Jim Carrey is. That would be very funny. It would be so, it's, we didn't start, we didn't start the fire, but he's singing about the COVID pandemic and how it's not his fault. There's nothing I love laughing at more. Yeah, let's, let's, okay, we've been, we've been laughing for too long. Let's cut out the laughter we just did. Okay. Okay. Moonchild. There's a moonchild waiting (laughs) in the sky. Oh, this is the, this is the one that starts out with Johnny Cash Hurt. It does it? <laughs> it's the exact same chord progression as the bow now now, bow now now, down now now. I I was nah, I got nothing. Um, I was gonna do a Johnny Cash, but make it. You're gonna do like I squirt myself today or something? Yeah, something like yeah. that. We'll do that when we talk about Johnny Cash hurt the album. Oh yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, this is just about like let's kick into the fucking forest spirit let's go to the feywild bro let's go to take a trip to the feywild let's listen let's get a little bit nutty on here i'm gonna sing for about a minute and a half and then we're just gonna kind of do whatever right like we're gonna just you know see how it goes how how many takes you want to do only need one let's go (laughs) whatever happens stick it on press it to the vinyl Mm -hmm. we're done with it I'm physically pushing my guitar strings into the vinyl. It's only one take and <laughs> only one try. Calculon only does one take. I really like his voice in this one. I think the verses sound really nice. It's yeah, I like it. Good good job with the uh the singing part. Yeah, it makes and me then... it makes me feel like the fucking Canterbury Tales when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice. I'm I'm the fucking shoemaker or whatever from the Canterbury Tales. You're about Tales. to you strap in for the fucking partner's tale, bro. Yeah. You're about to hear it. You know how there's a story in the Canterbury Tales where a guy like explodes out of a window with his dick out and he gets like branded on his ass or something? Oh, that's the Bam Margera Canterbury Tale? Yeah, hi. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chaucer, and welcome to Jackass. Um, <laughs> um, there's a comment here from Genius user Ismol. I get the sense of the second part being a child messing around with the instrumentals. <laughs> okay. It appeals to me because of that, but I understand why people don't like the second segment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's a it's very that, reflexive. I respect For that it. part, it was very, like, I had it playing, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of, like, do stuff and, like, wait till it gets... Till it blows up and like goes nutty again. That person's name is probably I Small, and it's talking about oh, I get being a child because I'm also small. I I Small, mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> after the above lyrics are sung, which takes about two minutes to get through, the band spends the rest of the ten or so minutes playing various improvisations of their instruments with no real set structure. Yeah, they come out and they say, "Hey, can we get a suggestion of a place?" I need a place and a profession. And they, okay. play, they play helping hands on the I, album. I need, I need a place and a profession. Moonchild. Got it. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we I can I need an emotion and a war. All right. Sad Vietnam. Uh, let's go. Okay. Got it. Drifting it back. I don't know because I wouldn't say that it's good. Like, Oh, I'm. Uh, that's an interesting thing that you would say. Uh, but it did, if if you're going for the vibe of being in, like... It, 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 this album does pull off the vibes very well. Vibe check, as the kids say. Yeah, if because I was... In the, if I was... In the last... Remember when I was a, a fluttering butterfly? 
Uh, this time I'm in, like, an evil forest. Like, I'm in the Mortal Kombat stage where the trees have mean faces. Yeah. If I was go, if I lived in the 1960s and I went out to my backyard and I grabbed some uh, regular grass that has DDT all over it and I mm-hmm. smoked it because that's what the, what the weed was made of back then, mm-hmm. I I would like it probably because it's like it it it's all like epic and psychedelic and it's like damn I'm a little I'm I'm a bunny right now, but like you need both. You need three things. You need a certain level of intelligence. You need a dark room, and you need to have, like, a black light on to enjoy this song. Hi, Kim. Uh, th- that's that's the elements to, to kind of really get this yeah, one. It's, I respect that they're just fooling around. Like, listen. On, this sh- on, this on, shit would kill at the jazz club. On the like, things that I'm creative, I love just, like, fooling around having fun with my pals. Everybody listening mm-hmm. to this knows that. That I love, you know, I love, you know, uh, getting off track a little bit. Just having some fun. Doing some songs for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I like to recite Squark Eye copy pasta in 2020. And it's, that's for mm-hmm. me a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But I am flipping the record over mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. It's like, I'm happy uh, for you, or I'm sorry that happened. But, yeah, yeah. but I like the part where you sing on Moonchild, and then I gotta head out. There's a bit where it's, you know, it's very, like, uh, just sparse noises. They're just, like, echoing off of each other. And then there's, like, the guitar kind of makes, like, a quack. It sounds like a quack. That's and then funny. you hear the cymbal, like, that, like, if you understand jazz, that was probably really funny. Oh, that probably like, is funny. Yeah. Um, like, there's always, one, you know, one jazz guy who plays a note too long and then everyone laughs. But I don't know what that means. Because right. he made it from a from a 7-8 a time signature into, like, a 14-18. And everyone was like, damn. Yeah. It's one of those pictures where it's like, Jim going absolute nutso at the supermarket. <laughs> and he's, like, holding a big bag of rice. Uh-huh. Like, that's that's what that is for uh, music. Classic Jim. Classic. Yeah. Madman. <laughs> Um, do you want to get into the, the title track? Last song. Yeah, I think I'd like to, um, step onto the court. Into the, in the court of the Crimson King. And I think I described this to you as what people who don't watch Game of Thrones think it's about. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the song was going to be about Ric Flair. It's not. We, we have, um, a list of characters here. We have, keeping track, we have the Purple Piper. We have the Black Queen. The, the titular Crimson King, and we also have the Yellow Jester. Yellow Jester, and he does not play. He does not know. Um, ah, they do that a lot on mm-hmm. this one. I love clicking the verse one of the Genius, where they talk about the rusty chains of prison moons. I love by the sun. I love when a song has a chronotope. I I was so happy you saw that because I was going to go <laughs> off on this guy. <laughs> Please. The song's chronotope is a medieval castle. Fuck you. You know that person, that's actually a medieval is actually how you should. It's a three-syllable. Peter Seinfeld on his song (laughs) Soup on Sea. It's, it's like, do you, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this because I have. It's like going to an anime page and reading about one and when it says it's like the dur the antagonist or whatever yeah that alphonse like elric word. is the deuteragonist of full no he's not he's a good guy he's just a good guy yeah no one ever uses that fuck you yeah that's like, literally you're, you're just doing push-ups in front of me mm-hmm. 
ooh, the number three is most likely a number linked to Christianity, the Holy Trinity. That's which like, makes sense if we take into consideration the fact that the Crimson King is an alias for the devil himself. I'm kind of unimpressed if the Crimson King is just the devil. And I know there are other interpretations of it, but like I did appreciate at least that like Pence like gave him like interesting mm-hmm. names mm-hmm. versus like the red guy. Yeah, the the red red man is a different person. Right, exactly. Yeah, all the all the characters in this song we have Red Man, Method Man, Old Dirty Bastard. Mm, the whole cast Deck. of Scary Movie Four is here. Yeah. <laughs> um, this song does as you as you know. I hate when a song is like it's about rock and roll, and it always sucks ass. <laughs> um, a thing I do appreciate though. Is in this one when he's, he's like, the purple piper plays his tune. You like, and you, then you hear like a little flute in the background. Yeah. You, I like that. You were already like, ooh, alliteration. I'm an Englishman. I love this. And exactly. Then, I like, I like that. And then you hear the little tune in the background. And I say, God right. damn. Go you, you, you like that much better than when the singer goes, rock and roll, hoochie coo. Yeah. Like, then you don't when care when for that. They say the heart of rock and roll is still beating. And it's not at all in your song. Like, I can't stand that. Yeah, one of uh, one of the worst songs in the Rocky Horror Picture Show is when Meatloaf shows up and says "Hot Patootie, bless my soul" and di- dies instantly. <laughs> I remember I must must have been like sixteen the first time I saw Rocky Horror because I knew it was like a thing. So I was like, I should probably like engage in pop culture and watch this. And I was like, this is cringe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah, watching it just sort of like in a room by yourself isn't really going to do it. Yeah, I suppose that's it. But but. Like, I knew about the experience, but if I haven't seen it and I was surrounded by, like... Yeah, it's an entirely, the, like, different kind of cringe to do a shadow Exactly. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. No, no no offense if you like it. Um, yeah, but, it, it's like, I've had a lot of fun at Shadowcast, but there is, like, the... So are we... We're doing irony when we're saying these things about Susan Sarandon? Yeah. Is that kind of... The, I mean, I watched... Are we, are we ignoring so. the not-so-epic things that Frank Furter does in this? Yeah. Very, uh, let's, let's not think, let's sing the fun time warp song. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, oh, dude, did you see that? I... When Pete Buttigieg did time warp video? Kim, did you know Pete Buttigieg did time warp video, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Like, this for 2020? For 2020? Or, like, last year? It, uh, this year, right? Wow. It was, like, two days ago. There were, like, a bunch of celebs, right? Yeah, it had, like, Liz like, Warren and, like, uh... Oh, I did know that. Did you watch like, it? No, I, I think I saw, like, Jack Black did it. Ah, uh, Jack Black. Fuck, Kim's gonna vote for like, Trump because she didn't like, see I that. I saw him and somebody else, like, did it, too. So, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if Jack Black's in it. Yeah. Then is it good? I guess I gotta watch it. It's good. Um, But, like, I've never watched something with, like, more um, uh, uh, Rocky Horror reference. Anticipation. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I was like, oh shit, this is literally a dance tutorial video. And I know that <laughs> Mayor Pete is in it. Uh-huh. So maybe I can finally do- get the emoji of him doing the dance. And he does the most like, sh- like completely like he's wearing a, he's wearing a suit and he's, he's like looking directly into the camera emotionless like that video mm-hmm. after he won Iowa in air quotes mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he's like, it's just a jump to the left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he's he's doing it. He's behind a podium and doing his Obama voice. He's doing the the Jeff Pickles thing where they have the monitor in front of his legs, so it looks like he's dancing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it was it was a very big letdown. Um, in the court of the Crimson. Ah, 
Yeah, that's how it's um. Yeah, well, uh, I was gonna be like, well, we'll do Rocky Horror someday. Probably not. Yeah, probably um, not. yeah. That's, I don't think that's probably not mine to to pick. Two things I want to get to. This song tricks you with a fake ending. It fades out, and then they come back. And not only, I don't even know what I mean by this. I said, okay, you thought this shit was over, fake ending, and then it comes back with this Tonka truck ass flute. <laughs> Bro, they start playing the Mario World 2 fucking music for 30 seconds at some point, And it's like, can you please go back to the ah stuff? Because that shit was good. And then it just In all drops down. It's like, it's the fucking the the worst King. jazz solo of all time. The bam, bam, bam. It's, it's fucking the Piper Plays' tune. Like, what? That's, uh, can I tell you, the Yoshi music is the one song where, like, I become Eddie mode, and I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, these bongos kind of hidden. Like, yeah. <laughs> when the drums come in on that, it's so good. <laughs> bongos it's went us. off on this one. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my note, my notation is, uh, the instrumental sucks, um, on this, on this one. <laughs> yeah, we, I've had a, as, about as much flute as I can take at this point. But I will say that the annotation is good from Mr. Duck 131, if you go to the instrumental bridge where they say, ah. Um, okay. Mr. Duck 131, uh, downvoted 22 times, says the ah moments in the song create an ominous, an ominous yet epic tone to the song that give it a greater sense of epicness. I love to use the same word twice to describe something. And, and what better word than epic to describe something? It's simply epic, tilting my <laughs> to head To not back, just describe it, but to black. analyze it critically on Genius website. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Let's see what the band had to say about this. Please, However, yeah. co-founder and guitarist Robert Fripp is quoted in a box set booklet, um, and on, and on, uh, comedian Seinfeld's website claiming, the name King Crimson is a cinnamon for be, cinnamon, synonym for Beelzebub, which is an anglicized form of the Arabic phrase Beelzebub. This means literally the man with the name and is recognized, I'm, don't know where, I'm the Beatles and is recognizable quality of king crimson right the the one thing i will say about like the so so people in in my limited reading of their analysis of court of the crimson king um they either think like oh this is about the devil or this is about like the red menace of communism and it's the cold war that we're worried Mm -hmm. about which Mm i i i don't buy that and here's why (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't now. I'm I, I'm not calling the the Crimson King Crimson band tankies or anything, but I think it would be pretty funny to end an album about how the Vietnam War is bad and children on mm-hmm. both sides are dying and war is bad, mm-hmm. with a big song about how only the USSR is bad. <laughs> and yeah, like, all, we, we should be afraid of them and they're the devil. All of and my capitalist friends come together for a huge finale. Yeah, and I think it's quite interesting that like that's such a common uh, interpretation of it. Probably Think from about Americans this. that are like, oh, it's, a, it's about how we must stop Bernie Sanders. What color is crimson? That, that exactly. Right. It's red. Whoa. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't buy that that is what, um, the gentleman crimson were, uh, mm-hmm. were putting together about it, like, trying to start a war with the Soviet <laughs> Union. Let's go. Uh, that's the album. That's the album. It what ends it, with a bunch songs? of like Deltron 3030 noises and says that it's media at the end, and that's, that's yeah, the album. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I think you had a good time with it, at least. I did. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Um, it's something Definitely. that like, when I'm in a very specific mood, I can see myself. Like, if I'm, if I'm like, uh, healthy again, and I'm like, mm-hmm. going, like, 
if I'm like riding a bike downtown at night, like that's the kind mm-hmm. of feeling where it's like I I like I'm being lit up by street lights and I'm going three miles per hour on my bicycle. I would mm-hmm. like to listen to King, King Crimson and become. I'll occasionally pop on 21st Century Schizoman because it slaps, but to listen to the rest of the album, I need to really like settle in. And, yeah, and I don't feel like I'll probably listen to Moonchild anytime soon. Yeah, probably not. But Court of the Crimson King, um, when I'm feeling uh, epic depressed, I can see myself going to Epitaph for sure. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, let's dip into questions. We post on at You Love to Hear It on Twitter a day before we record, usually on Fridays, for questions about. Whatever we're talking about, first one comes in from friend of the show, Weed Lord Vegeta, who says, This week I'm less concerned about the court of the Crimson King and more concerned about the house of the Cheeto president. Let's go. Let's go. Get his ass. Tuesday. Tuesday again, no problem in the fucking White House if we can get him out of there. Hell yeah. Remember to... (laughs) (laughs) Crimson King, you are forcing me to play my, my piping tune despite my... Despite having, you know, reservations against it. Vote heart. Kim, or Kim, King Crimson, you have, uh, you don't use your King Crimson ability to erase all of the down ballot candidates that you can vote for. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's fucking go. Uh, a fellow of infinite votes. Let's not put this out until Wednesday. Yanis Kabuvari on Twitter. Uh, says, according to the findings on A Song of Babies and Puppies cast, Sam World Tarly is symbolically a moon child. What other A Song of Ice and Fire myth and symbolism would you like to hear in a prog song? Mm. Mm. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking. Now, I am, I, I you know, I've fallen behind on my reread, so I'm keeping an open mind, but conventionally I've been a, uh, uh, an A Song of Ice and Fire materialist. And mm-hmm. that, like a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the deep, uh, like spiritual readings, I kind of like, I don't see myself. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, if I heard a prog song about Lightbringer being epic, I would probably like open my third eye quite a bit. I don't know because I haven't exactly kept up with this band, so I don't know what they're doing. But how has there not been a uh, Dragon Force song about the Targaryens? Yeah, there should have been a Dragon Force song about, like, the guy from the Night's Watch that went out and fucked the Blue Lady and made the Night King or whatever. Yeah, that would have been sick. Uh, from Moody Jazz, let's jam, at Bryonic Quiro on Twitter sent an image of, uh, Giorno Giovanna, our friend, saying, who is our Bacchio? Uh-huh. That uh, was a great uh, selection for the, the post. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> From Nero Divern, Dragon Smoocher, on Twitter, what mundane idea would you like to make a prog concept album about? Personally, I'd make one about trying to navigate an Ikea. (laughs) Um, I'm a big fan of ones that take, like, the um, Mastodon album, Crack the Sky, where it's like, uh, this album is about a, um, it's like a paraplegic, uh, guy on like his last days of life Mm. wow okay and also he's astral projecting into the spirit of rasputin whoa okay oh okay. like that's where i'm gonna if i'm making a prog album it's gonna be something like that see that yeah that's i'm 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 thinking like so i'm i'm remembering um famous album uh alopecia y that we went on recently where like Mm -hmm. um the lead singer talks quite a bit about how like i have crohn's disease it's bad to me Uh, kim Kim is making like a breaking news oh okay Trick or treaters! Already? It's still fucking light out. This is the time for young ones, Eddie. It's the weekend, though. 
All right, well, we'll be done in like 10 minutes, so. Oh, happy Weed Minute. I'll, happy Weed Minute. Tell the kids that. Happy Weed Minute, children. Um, mm-hmm. Should I wear a zebra one for Halloween? I'll be a zebra for Halloween. Wear a mask. It's really, really scary. Should I put some blood on my face? You got ketchup? Ew. What? Yeah, I do have ketchup. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in 15 minutes. Bye. Bye. Just like, you know, I said, I'm fine with turning the lights off, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could, I I, I, what I know about Kim, I don't feel like she would turn her back she on would a holiday. Never, she, she, yeah, she'd feel too bad for the children. I'm like, fuck them kids. Yeah, but, <laughs> disease vectors. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, I would make a prog album about uh, my ass problems, but it would just be like, it would be twisted in a prog way to where I would be like, you know, like I've been spending 18 hours a day, like laying on my stomach playing Jesse McCree Overwatch. Mm-hmm. So it would be, like, me astral projecting into, like, Jesse McCree Overwatch and, like, shooting the witch and the the large roadhog man and various yeah. things like that. Yeah, I'd have one that the, the extended, um, like, metaphor through the album would be, like, a chain. And then people would say, like, oh, it's about being, like, held down by society or, like, mm-hmm. expectations. And you will never and break like, it. Nah, it's about my intestines. Like, <laughs> it's about my ultimate. I'm roadhog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fuck, that's not um, his ultimate. Don't write into the show. <laughs> um, from friend of the show, friend of the show, Roy. Uh, here's a Roy fact. At one point, I think after Greg Lake quit the band, Elton John auditioned to be King Crimson singer. <laughs> so which would be better? An Elton John style King Crimson song or a King Crimson style Elton John song? Either way, it's 21st century crocodile man to me. <laughs> I remember when Rock was young. I could see it. I want an Elton John style King Crimson song. Oh yeah, yeah. I want I want a three minute um Yeah. I wanna I want a fucking Benny and the Jets style. Cause they would go nutty on that. Yeah, if it was like, just like Elton John's them. piano, but with also like Mellotrons and Theremins mm-hmm. and things of that nature, Firebucket. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you, when do you think we're going to talk about an Elton John album? Uh, gonna be honest here, whenever you pick one. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, cause I, yeah, I don't feel like we have one in the queue, probably. Uh-huh. So probably, yeah. we'll, we'll eventually say goodbye Yellow Brick Road, but probably not for a while. Off the top of my head, I don't recall anyone suggesting our, uh, Sir Elton, so. But he's fucking, he's, it's really good. Okay. Uh, from Goblin Shark Respector, friend of the show, uh, Caroline on uh twitter when is the last time you made the face on the cover and what what led up to it let me just take in the face one more time oh god i looked at the court of the crimson king like song single face oh i don't like that one at all that one that's a fucking evil goblin it's it's like the twitter egg but he's got fangs mm-hmm. and he's doing the ringo star hands i don't like it um i don't know i feel like it, it's something i might do without realizing like i don't keep track of it I've got but, one. Okay. So, um, I live with a long hair calico cat. Okay. That uh, I love deeply. Um, she's the, the joy of our life. Um, one thing they don't tell you when you, when you get a cat that has long hair is that they don't have toilet paper. And mm. so you see where mm-hmm. I'm going. So two nights ago, um, I was playing mm-hmm. Jesse McCree Overwatch and I was, I was summoned, um, into the hallway outside the bathroom because, um, 
there was there there was a cat a cat explosion um mm. that needed one person to sort of hold down the cat's rear side while the other um applied wet wipes and mm-hmm. the whole time I was just I was making the King Crimson face and looking away because it was I I'm now realizing I made it earlier today while we're in the horror section. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to take the air conditioning unit out of the window. Ooh. Um, and you know how it's always like, uh oh, hope it doesn't fall out. Uh, it fell out. Oh. Uh, and it, it like slanted out of the front of the window and landed on the side like roof of our our oh, house. Right, right, right. So I had to kind of jam my body through the window, and I grabbed at it to make sure it didn't fall, which didn't. But I – and remember, this is the horror section. Look, there doesn't seem to be any visual damage, but it does hurt quite bad. But I reached and grabbed for the air conditioner, and kind of – what I connected with was my fingers, like, grabbed onto the kind of vents Ooh. on the front of it. And I just kind of had to catch it there with my fingertips to keep it from falling okay. while I – and hold it while I like maneuvered in a way to get it up and out the window. So you're you'd call yourself maybe questionable to return after that. I, I'd, I'd call myself questionable with a um with a finger injury. Yeah, questionable in parentheses finger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star Platinum's worst attack. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably when I did. I couldn't see it, but I do remember Kim being behind me. No, no offense to Kim. Something about her no, is we, she does not him. deal with crisis very well. Sure. So I just hear her behind me going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and all I remember saying is, like, I'm holding it there. And she's going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I go, I need you to take my glasses off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was worried they would also fall out the window. Right. I'm going to kill Chidi and Agonye. We need to yeah. <laughs> lock this down. Uh, but I did take care of it. But my thingy do hurt bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, that's that's King Crimson. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Um, ooh, tune in next week. Stay alert to our feeds. Hopefully, this week Willie will announce our newest project. Mm-hmm. Fans of this, if you're only here for a uh, fun point, because I know we have fans of all. You know, we have people who yeah. Know everybody it listens to every episode we put out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm really looking for the, the one person two weeks from now who's like, hey, loved you guys on, um, on Pod Agreed. Like, that's how I found you guys. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's, um, nothing but respect for the people who are, who are like, yeah, I only listen to Fanset. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, our new show, so if you only listen to this, you probably won't like it. But if, That's if, a good if point. Our, <laughs> if you listen to our other ones, there's a very good chance you will. So stay tuned for that. And mm-hmm. you'll love to hear it. Announcement coming soon. Um, and then we got words and deeds later this month. Hopefully we can launch the new uh, Eddie and Kim Patreon project. Mm. Uh, so stay tuned. Big stuff on the horizon. Anyway, um, can you get the uh, the can, patrons? Can they, you lock- give me your fucking Slap City pick? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I've been, uh, I've been <laughs> Sweatman for fucking five minutes. I forgot. I, I I forget the format every week. That's okay. I'm scrolling down to see who goes. So what first. episode like 62? We're fine. I went first last week, so you're up. Um, I picked another song from 1969. Um, okay. And it's it's just by another. It's a band that like I've only listened to this song, but it's a good song. And it's mm-hmm. "Wait a Million Years" by the Grassroots. Okay. And speaking of Grassroots, it's really important that. Um, anyways, that's my pick. <laughs> okay. Wait a million years. The grassroots. It's a good song. It's got. A, it's like a dad bop. It's quite good. 
Um, mine is I, I have to go against um, my usual thing of picking like, you know, a song from the same artist or a song from the same same gear because I've been listening to one song nonstop this week. Mm-hmm. And I, I cannot escape it. And it's the one when I wake up in it's the middle of the night to Bloody Valentine, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> uh and it is uh if you're if you are a fan of our other shows, you're probably also watching the new hot shonen anime of the season, Jujutsu Kaisen. I've heard of this, yeah. Um, and if you watch it, you'll know about the opening track, Kai Kai Kitan. I think that's how you say it. Uh, right. By Eve. Not Eve the rapper, different Eve, I guess. Uh, so that's what's going on Slap City for me, uh, cause it's so fucking good. <laughs> and I can't stop listening to it. Oh, I actually, um, uh, while we're, while we're, uh, um, right before we go into patrons, I actually, I have a, uh, a Patreon message that was sent to me that I forgot about that we need to read. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is a this is a rarely used um, um, uh, benefit. So rarely used that I forget to advertise it in our right our bit. Um, so this is this is from um, a friend and patron of the show, uh, Bialystok and Bloom, which I believe is a reference to movie producers. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they say, uh, "Hey, I have a message for the Patreon thing. Go ahead and read it when it's time, and then uh, put this under spoiler tag." So I'm just going to click it and read it right now. Um, okay. What if Greg Lake had IBS? Mm-hmm. 21st century poopy pants. Thanks. Damn. 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 Let's fucking go. Let's go. We love it. Thank you so much for using that feature. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, mm-hmm. only, only the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so you want to hit that, <laughs> hit that patron read? Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Um, I gotta go listen to horsey music, so let's be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, it's falling out of the window again. (laughs) Um, Let me remember how to do it. If there's anything you want to talk about for the next, like, 20 seconds while I pull this up, please do. Um, I did get a text from... The the reason I'm, you know, trying to get us into the ending is because I did get a text from Kim that just said, are you done? So I think she needs help with the... uh, There's too many kids. The sickly children who are coming to her door to demand... Uh, Jolly Ranchers and such. So. Okay. Well, let me let me just uh, send a thank you to our best friend of the show and above patrons, um, by which I'm talking about Ziva, Sophie, Silvery Air, Sensual Kazoo, Sarah Lucky Dice Kirby, Ducky Aisha, uh, Barrier Trio, Bane, Weed Lord Vegeta, Walt, uh, Valerie W. Everybody in the three one three. Tufster McGee, the Master DS, Sylvie McAvoy, Stephanie Ruff, Ryan Lester, Reza Hawkby, Reliet, Raleigh, Paul Moran, Paul Blart Fleshcart, Ongyen Kalolifer, Nick Jagged, Neve Noel Williams, Nero Wyvern, Milk Succubus, Maximilian Rower, Magenta Rice, Magdalene Jen, Lauren LeBlanc, Kay Darling, John Penasini, uh, Janos Kapuvari, Hekavi, Graham of Steel, Emily Vanderwolf, Edard Stoink, Derek. Great Big Sword. Great Big Sword. Curse Goat, uh, Great Big Sword, that's the name of the prog song about Lightbringer. Mm-hmm. Curse Goat, Sarah- Caroline Savage, Brian Randall, Breakfast, Boygemeister, Black Hayate is a Very Good Boy, Audrey Olson, Antigone Progany, Anna Exby, Andres Gonzalez, Alex C, Roy, Sarah and Blair, Ryan West, Patrick Gallagher, Matt Ribeiro, Gigantic Larry, Elliot Valentine, Destry Hawk, 
Trigger Harpy, and Alex Schaub. Thank you all so very much. Thank you so much. All of these, all of my favorite patrons come together for a big feast in the Court of the Crimson <laughs> A big feast of buying Eddie a Mellotron. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting, getting married and putting one thing on our like, registry. <laughs> a Mellotron that doesn't fit in our fucking house. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for this. I've gotta, gotta move out. Gotta get a Mellotron. It's the only exactly. reason. Gotta go on my own. Gotta see, see where this thing's gonna take me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks for listening. Thank you to, um, thank you to Emerson. Thank you to Lake. Thank you to Palmer. Thank you, Electric Light Orchestra. Thank you, um, are you, see, who else? are you trying to get away from our final segment? Yes. <laughs> I told you, Kim's rushing me. I gotta go I know, I know. see these kids. So recently I it- put out a Twitter poll. Yes, you and, it, and I got between a couple albums. I'm going to end up picking all of them. But I asked, you know, are you does any do people do the, do the people want to hear like a Rock the Universe album or like an indie rock mm. album or like a normie music kind of um, regular style music or if like a, a cringe thing from the 21st century schizoid man? And mm. it was just a fucking blowout. Um, people overwhelmingly voted for cringe. I there believe. were there were very few protest votes against cringe. Mm. Um, so I'm going to select a, um, and this is, this is something that I ran by our fun point chat and it seemed like there was some enthusiasm. So thank you for the gas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to look at who's your favorite character from, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Um, I remember Harold. I remember Kumar. Anybody remember, else you remember? Um, what Ryan Reynolds was in it. He was like a doctor. Yeah, he was he was a surgeon, and it was, it's a joke that did not age well. Uh, didn't care for his okay. role in that. I watched it the other okay. night. Okay, okay. Um, anybody else, else you remember? He was also in. He met a he met a tragic fate in the sequel when they go to Guantanamo <sighs> Bay. Is it Neil Patrick Harris? Neil Patrick Harris. Now we're going to talk about something that is stars Neil Patrick Harris. Is it the series of unfortunate events soundtrack? No! It's a 2008 okay. musical comedy drama miniseries in three acts, and it's on Spotify, so I think it counts. But I am going to ask you to watch the 42-minute um, musical, because it's phase <sighs> two. Fuck, it's... Uh, what's it called? I watched this. You did watch I've this? S- I've seen it before. It's... Um, Tremendous. Dr. Horrible. We're going to do Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I really I, liked it when it came out, and I I don't think it's good anymore because it's also – it's it's a Joss Whedon product, and we don't care for that shit very much. It's Joss Whedon. Oh, my God. And fucking Firefly guys in it, too. I just think because it's an election week, we all need something fun to cool down. I'll be honest. I know I watched it. I don't remember a single song or thing that happened in it. I think that some of the songs are are good. I haven't really dipped into it in, uh, like, eight or nine years. Mm. But we're going to see... Here's the thing. I haven't watched anything that's bad with you in a long time. Yeah, true. So if we it's bad, then we can, we can go back to Riff City. We and if it's good, spice in our life. We, can, yeah. we can praise people who aren't Joss who are in this. Exactly. All right. Well, I guess we're singing along to Dr. Horrible. Yeah, it's I, I googled where to watch it and you can like find it for free on Daily Motion so you don't have to give Joss money. <laughs> okay. What was it originally on? Like fucking Funny or Die or something? Yeah, it was like produced exclusively for internet distribution, so I'm sure it was on mm-hmm. like fucking I can has cheeseburger.com. Mhm. All right, well, glad to see uh find out what happens in this thing that I've seen before again. <laughs> All right, let's hit it. Let's hit it. See you in 2 weeks for that. Um I got a 
Thank, thanks. To, I already did my thanks, but thank you to um, everyone on the cast of Firefly except Joss Whedon and the one uh, Trump guy. Oh yeah, I think Felicia Day is good, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um. All right. My belly's grumbling and the kids are screaming. So yeah. Okay. Uh, see you in uh, two weeks on this and next week for a suit to be announced. Yeah. Special show. Feed it to the kids. All right. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Something for funny.